Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Grow Water Your Grass. Today, we are talking about something we all struggle with, and we it's a continuous journey, but being versus doing. Such a good topic. Welcome everyone. It's this is so pertinent. It's so pertinent to all of us because our culture mm-hmm. really talks about activity and what are you doing and oh my gosh. what's going on go, and what's go, 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 do, what do, trips do, do, next do, do. and yes. what activities are you doing yeah. and you do have to do things in life, right? And we're all called to work and to do whatever that work is, whether it's in the home, out of the home, you know, however that looks, but also learning to be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think one of the reasons that the temptation can be to do more than to be is that underneath, cause it's like, why do we do that? Right. Because everyone does that at some point, to some extent, it's something that, um, I mean, we live in a culture that pushes doing right. And mm-hmm. so if we really take a step back, why is that? I, you know, I really think that underneath that there is the feeling of that we have to either prove something we have to, um, it, it's almost like we have to prove our worth, you know, rather than, or, or we want to, mm-hmm. we must be part of something. We're not comfortable yes. being on our own or being alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fear. Yeah. There's, there's just almost this, almost a fear even of, of being silent, you know, mm-hmm. of being by ourselves. There's a fear underneath there. And, you know, I've heard, I've heard it said several times that you can't actually be with someone unless you can also be alone you know, that there's a a certain kind of centering of your heart and being present to your heart. And in order to be present to another's heart, you actually have to be able to do that with yourself also. And and we believe that. And we know that, like, if you think about so many people think about relationships and I just can't find the right relationship. And it's because you have to be good with yourself. We're Mm -hmm. trying to find our own confidence, our own fulfillment in another person, which will not work. Right. And mm-hmm. so before you can be good for someone else, you have to be good for yourself. Totally. Um, and we're always a work in progress. But yeah. and, we, and we know that also there's, you know, God speaks a lot of times in the silence of our lives and in, in that space of being. Um, it, it's interesting to me too. I, I, I always think how much nature speaks a deeper theological truth, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's so much that we can learn from nature and nature. There's sort of a, there's a being Right. Like there's very much like it's, it's present. And yet there's also a movement that continues in it, but there's a peace with it. There's a rhythm to it. There's a calm within that space. Like listening to the water flow. Yeah. You know, leaves you know, rustle. Totally. We're talking to two girls who love to be outside right um, here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really is. There's so much peace that you find in that. And I think 
the culture and the temptation is, is to really not, not get silent with yourself because we may be fearful of what we might hear, what we might see, what we might, what find, what we might find out. But what we really discover is when you peel back that layer is it's not that scary. Yeah. We can actually hear, you know, it's that getting quiet to hear what God has to tell us in our life, because he has much better ideas and plans and dreams over us than we have for ourselves. And so that's kind of how we're going to frame today is how we talk about everything, how we strive to live our life from the triangle at the top of God first marriage, second, or, you know, primary relationship, if you're single, um, then family being kids and then going out from there and then career work coming under that and then everything else falling under that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that really God, family, and then everything else. Yeah, so yeah. let's just yeah. start with being versus being with God. Yeah. And I think the biggest challenge in our culture now, right now are to keep holy the Sabbath, to keep oh, Sundays what God called us to be and to not use them as our day to run errands, to catch up, to meal plan, to prepare everything. Um, but to, to be. Yeah. I think this idea of taking Sundays to just be is for many of us, we actually take Sundays to go harder sometimes and to do more and to push catch up. Touch. Yeah. Sundays become kind of a catch all instead of a day to actually be present, you know, yes, with the Lord and with our families or with our friends or, you know, even, even just ourselves mm-hmm. and, and really taking that time you know, to whether it's reading a book or whether it's, you know, getting out in nature or whether it's whatever, it, it doesn't mean you have to sit around and can't do anything. Yeah. But and I know it's a temptation for me. We, we usually have a breakfast with my parents on Sundays and I temptation wise, I'm thinking, okay, we've been here for an hour. We got to get moving. We got things to do, but why do I have to be like that? Why can't I spend two hours in my parents' house? Actually, it ends up being two or three, but you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I've got all these things I need to do instead of just being present and enjoying. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, and we really have tried to create in the past couple of years is on Sunday afternoons, just going to my parents and letting the kids swim in the summer all day long and just hanging out. Yeah. I'm not good at hanging out because I always have a checklist <laughs> and the checklist should not come out on Sunday. Right. right. Trying to really rest because that was given to us as a gift yeah. so that we can rest and refuel. And we know what rest does for us. Yes. Um, and we don't receive it. Mm. We used to do that so much. I remember growing up, it's like, you know, get up, go to mass, have a good breakfast and really kind of take a day. Uh, it was, kind of, it was really like a play day, you know, a day mm-hmm. to really be present. And I think that is so important, especially nowadays where there's there's just so much going on all the time. And my pet peeve is games on Sundays and yeah. we have them, you yeah. know, and it's like you try to make that boundary and it's, it's just a challenge because the culture is so against it, you know, and yeah. taking a page out of our girl bloom from Bridget, you know, we got early mass and the new breakfast, with my family. And I love that. And I've talked to her about this and they do late mass and, and mm. I'm, you know, I day going, but she, I love what she does. They get up, they make a breakfast, they do their morning, they just relax and ease into their day and then get mm-hmm. ready and go to math late. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, there's no right, one right way, but I'm like, well, we should try this. I love this because yeah. it's just an and it's kind ease of, into your morning where you don't have to be out the door at 630. Well, and you know, what's cool with that too, is it also makes God really that focal point of the day, you know, like everything is actually mm-hmm. centered around like, okay, if you're going to later mass, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, if you're going to church later in the day, there is something about where your focal point is, is really mm-hmm. God in that, 
space, you know, versus, oh, our fo focal point is, you know, brunch. Our focal point is, it, it really right, is. Right, mm -hmm. That actually- I remember when we were moving, um, the movers came and I don't know, this, this, the mover said something about going to our church or, oh, oh, we belong to the same church. I said, oh, I've never seen you there. Which mass do you go to? He said, oh, we don't really go to mass. You know, we have things to do on Sundays. Yeah. And I said, well, like what? And he's like, like go to Cracker Barrel. And I'm thinking, this is what people say. Are there like people, nice. this is, do you know how ridiculous you sound that Cracker Barrel is more of a priority than the one who made you? Right. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you can go to Cracker. I said to him, well, you could go to Cracker Barrel after mass or before mass, at least an hour before, but you know, um, but you know, and, and we're not telling you what to do or how to do it, but like, I love early church and I love starting my day with the Lord, totally. but I love the, that going and making him the focal point in the middle of the day, you know? So right. it's, so many it's just that, can we take time to sit and be And Sundays growing up and you used to go sit on grandma's porch and drink tea and watch the pastors by. And, you know, right. we have really lost that we in our culture. And, and, it, you know, and it is hard, I think, for those of us who are very high energy to sort of this drive of like, let's go, let's do let's do Because that I think for both of us, we've talked about that that is such a temptation 24-7, you know? Uh, and, and some of it is is actually there's a significant part is we just love do, going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and but that doesn't point, mean that we don't need rest. It, right. It doesn't make it okay though to not take the other because your body, your brain, your spirit, like, and because he told us to keep yeah. holy the Sabbath and you're yeah. trying, like, just do what he told you. And we don't do totally. it. Totally. Totally. Right. It's, it's not just, you know, it's not, it, you, some people can be like, well, I like when 24 seven, maybe we do. However, taking that rest time. And that's something I think actually more and more and more as I, well, had been traveling less um, prior to a lot of sicknesses and deaths and stuff. But prior to that, I actually was loving having more of that downtime and started to realize how important that being time is. And, and, and now working on being intentional about cultivating that. Um, it so really is. And the whole, the number one reason is because do what he told you, right? Yeah, that yeah. is the number totally. one. But totally. he, I think we see it as so many times when we see God giving us rules yeah. to hinder us when they're actually made for us, for our own good. Every totally. rule yeah. is for our good. And we yeah. think that we know more, but we don't. Yes. So mm -hmm. that brings us but, really to yeah. our second point of, you know, are you being within your marriage or relationship yeah. versus doing? And I know a lot of times having a lot of kids, Will and I are high-fiving, you know, I'm leaving, he's going, yes. he's coming from work, I'm taking an activity. And it's like, you go so long and you yeah. think, gosh, I sleep next to this bed, this man in the bed. And we haven't had a real conversation in three weeks. Right. Right. Because you just, your head hits the pillow, you're out and you were just right. doing yeah. way too much. Yes. You know, it, it's funny. My boyfriend is actually really good about taking like that moment to say, Hey, let's, let's take a minute and let's connect. And it, I, I remember when I was in Kentucky and taking care of parents and um, we're sick and he and I had gone out to go run to the grocery and pick up some stuff. And I'm like going down the checklist. Okay. We got to go here. We got to do this. We got to, cause it's like, we got to get back. And there's like, and he, and he paused me for me. He's like, Maria, can you just take him? And he like, grab my hand. He's <laughs> like, like, can we take a moment and just like be present to one another for a minute? And it was so good. And so hard for me to, like, yeah. okay, to get off the checklist, to get off the getting the stuff done, but so vital and so important, um, to actually take time to see one another, 
you know, to gaze at one another and say, oh, wait a second. Like, thank you for being here with me. You know, how are you doing right now? We, yeah, we have this checklist and there's all this stuff going on. But in a sense, taking time to check in with one another's hearts, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's true, whether again, whether you're, you're dating someone, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, or even, you know, even friendships, right? Are you guys just doing a checklist? Hurry, we get, let's go do this. Let's, are you taking time to connect also with that being and reminding each other that you don't have to prove something to me that you can, you can be seen, known and loved for who you are. Like, that's so important. It is so important. You know, I think back to like, you know, if you've been married a long time, Will and I have been together about 20 years. We're yeah. coming up on 17 years of marriage. And so good. I think back to like, you know, I remember the first everything, the first mm. time we held hands, the first kiss, not, you know, I tell my kids it was on our wedding day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, it wasn't. But uh, right. I remember like when you're first dating, if you can think back to that, and I think you get comfortable and you get in a, you get in a rhythm and a routine, which is totally normal. But you think back to how you used to literally, I just remember being like, like, when's he going to kiss me? When's he going to kiss me? When's that going to happen? And you've been hanging out and you know, you know that you're attracted and, yeah, and like you literally will just like gaze at each other. And it's like that awkward gaze. And then they yeah. go into the kill. And you remember that first right. kiss and it was amazing. And you know, like, like you don't uh, do that anymore. But they yeah. actually was talking about this with a friend this week about the gaze and like how, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, who gazes into their husband's eyes? And I'm like, yeah, really? But so I started doing some research on it. Yes. And it's it actually amazing. And there's science behind this of like, and that is because we are not comfortable just being in our marriages. Yes. We're not comfortable just yeah. being with each other. And that actually goes back to self, right? Because okay. we have to be with ourselves, and we have to look in the mirror and say, why is that? And what is the issue and, and go deeper to root that out. But it's, it was fascinating that the science of just gazing at each other actually builds trust. Yes. It builds, it builds um, connection and connection it intimacy. Mm -hmm. and it makes you more connected. And that is not with any physical touch, just gazing into right. each other's eyes, yeah. you know, and, 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 and back to that. Yeah. Well, and what's so interesting too, is how many people are so uncomfortable with connecting with actually looking into people's eyes, you know, We're looking into the mirror. Totally. Totally. With, with yourself, with, uh, you know, even, yeah, it's just, it, it's amazing how scary of a place that is where, how uncomfortable, you know, where we're, and, and they've done some really interesting studies, you know, where people, where they'll have people sit and look each other in the eyes for X amount of time and maybe ask some questions. And it's the way that it creates space for love and connection is just incredible, but so often it feels uncomfortable that, that I think a lot of times that goes back to our own shame. Yes. And our own fear of seeing sure. ourselves. And so we, we want to reflect love back to our spouse or to totally. each other. Um, but a lot of times we, we have to know that it's not because we're uncomfortable with them, but there's something inside yeah. of us. And yeah. so learning to be, and just to, to not do, and, you know, we just got back from last week. I took Will, surprised him on a little uh, <laughs> mini vacay getaway. And, you know, we don't make time to do that and you can't go off and do that all the time, but yeah. it, it really is necessary for a healthy marriage to invest time to just be with each other instead yeah. of do, do not have a plan. You know, we're usually, if we do anything without kids, we're going to a wedding or going to visit a friend and, but just to be together without anyone else in any agenda. And I know I feel super refreshed and, you know, like you just need that, like that time is, is necessary. And I would encourage all of you to like this week, think of how are we just going to be together? 
We don't have to do anything. We can just go on a walk. It doesn't have to be extravagant, but you know, it's good for the body, mind, and soul and, and for your marriage to just learn to be with each other and not have to do all the activities. You don't have to go skydiving or go on a, out on a sailboat or go on a fancy trip, but just to be and to connect with the hearts. And if you're so brave to sit and gaze at each other for just three or four minutes, and it's a long time, you know? Oh my gosh. Well, you look so refreshed coming back. Even, you know, you'd send a couple of pictures when you're there and it was amazing seeing that shift, you know, just what it does to take time out, just having that space of freedom and breathing room. And it's just, it's just amazing what that does. And so often we're going, 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 and we're not actually, we're not taking time to breathe you know, and to be present. And it, it brings just a different sense of freedom and relief and, and presence really. It really does. And, you know, and that we have to always remember with the triangle Yes, and it's very challenging because the squeaky wheel gets the grief that your marriage has to come before your kids. Yes. Right. And it's very challenging because kids get a lot more of our time and attention, but we have to pour into that marriage because I believe the greatest gift you can give your children is an example of a beautiful marriage. Totally. Oh, hundred percent. Which brings us to the third point of, you know, being present to kids, being present to your kids, Mm -hmm. you know, is because so often, oh my gosh, I've seen this with so many parents out where, you know, the kids, they're at the park and rather than, and their kids are saying, Hey, mommy, watch this, daddy, watch this. And they're checked out on the phone yes. and they're on their phone. I remember one, one situation. Guilty, guilty. Yeah. One, 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 one particular instance that really stood out. I remember there was this, um, we had a park and this little girl was there with her dad and he was on his phone, just looking at and scrolling. And, and the girl was like, daddy, daddy, watch me. He was like, okay. And, and, and he wasn't, you know, and she was noticing, she's like, daddy, daddy, watch me. And she was, she was like kind of twirling and playing on the thing. And he's like, he's like, it didn't say anything. She's like, daddy, please watch me. And he's like, I'm busy right now. And just like went off and it was, and her little face just fell. And you can see, oh my gosh. And you know, I'm not a parent. And I know that there's so many responsibilities that as parents that are present at the same time what is more important, you know, mm-hmm. than your spouse or your child, like, well, God's spouse child, right. But like being present with them, because if you miss those, oh my gosh, you're missing like the whole point. You're missing and in our, in our culture today, we have all these extra challenges that weren't, they weren't there when, I, when our yeah. parents were raising us, right. They didn't have a phone in their pocket. And, you know, as much as it can be a blessing, it's a curse as well. And it's, it's having boundaries with that. Um, Will came in last night. He had been out for work. Yeah. And he said they heard a motivational speaker who he said was awesome. This guy's name is John Paul Gonzalez. Oh, awesome. Like, um, I want to Google him. He said yeah. his, his talk was about going all in. Mm. And he said something that he he would come home and his kids would say, watch this. The same thing. All our kids want yes. is our approval, our yes, totally. our love. Totally. They're they trying to please us and to get our attention. And um so this is so fascinating. He said he was noticing his, his kids would be like, you're not really listening. You're not really paying attention. So he found this box on Amazon that when he gets home, he puts his phone in it and he, it locks and it has a timer on it and you no can't open it until the timer goes off. And he puts 30 minutes on it. And he said, he, Will said he was laughing. He said, well, I've, I've, I'm on my fourth box. I've had to break a couple because there were calls I had to take. But I'm trying, I'm getting back up again tomorrow and I'm going to try again, you know, to go, but 
we, we, it's very challenging for us and we might think we're doing a good job, but yes. you look at how many times we pick up that phone. It is, I mean, we're, we're all guilty, right? And it's, yeah, can yeah. we just Always. leave it and be, and, and I sometimes I'll leave it to go out on a jog just to have some me time. But when I'm with my kids, I almost always have it. And I'm challenging myself to really leave that inside when you go out to, and yes, went out and played Tuesday afternoon for two full hours. And I'm like, in my mind, I keep thinking, oh my gosh, what if I miss this? What if I miss that? But it's nothing is more important. And just learning to be with them, I think is super challenging. I think it too, it, it, it's funny because this idea of like putting our, our phone away or putting like setting aside things to be really, really present mm-hmm. is just, I think it's a practice a lot of us haven't, haven't done, you know, even think about it. Okay. Like we go to the grocery store, right? We're standing in line and you know, there's maybe there's a, a pretty long line, right? What do we do? We immediately pull out our phones. Mm-hmm. Instead of talking to the person who's in line next to us, or or like at a doctor's office, totally waiting room. Everyone's I've I've done that before. Sense look, just looked around. Like people used to be like, oh, now who are you and your neighbors? Oh, I know your aunt Sue. And we don't communicate anymore. No, no, we don't. We don't don't know our neighbors, and bad. Yeah, it really, really is. yeah. And it's, it, it's so interesting. Cause I know even like with flying, same thing, you know, it used to be, you'd go to the airport and, oh my gosh, I would meet so many people just there while you're waiting for your flight. And now you look, I remember looking around at one time and literally every single person and, and, and the airport was packed, right? Every single person sitting down was on their phone. And I thought, gosh, we have gotten so far away from bring, from being present to people. And, and I'm just as guilty, right? It's like, yeah. I can, you know, yes, even as we're bringing awareness to this, we're also telling this to ourselves, right? Yeah. Because Absolutely. being present every Sunday, you know, Sunday and, you know, and throughout our days, right. To God being present to our significant other, being our spouse, being, being present to, you know, whether it's your children or whether it's a person in the grocery store, or whatever, like, oh my gosh, how many times am I not doing that? You know, how many times are oh, you yeah. not doing that? How many times that we're not being present to those moments to the person. And then what is the message that we're unconsciously sending in doing that? Right. That you're just not, you're just not that important. And, it's, yeah. you know, and I do think the more kids I've had, the more you realize that you blink and it's yes. so true that the yes. days are long, but the years are short. I and love how you say that. It's, it's so true. You know, you have these long days of sweeping the floor 17 times and cleaning up, but but you blink and like, I can't believe Anna Catherine will be 15 this year. And, you know, she has a job now and, and the time that they spend with you is so short. And when they're little, they're so funny yeah. and they say the funniest things. And we miss so much of that. And I, you know, just to really challenge yourself to be present because they're so full of joy and they're so full of my goodness, my Shelby has so much joy that she could just, I mean, gosh, last week we gave her a punishment that she had to sleep upstairs by herself. And she said, the greatest night of sleep ever. <laughs> and I'm like, this child has so much That's joy. And to be able to capture that joy right. of a child, right? Like right. totally just is really, he tells us to become childlike. And yes. you know, this really brings us to kind of what, what got us talking about this was yeah. that Jesus never asked his disciples for their activity. He didn't ask them to mm-hmm. do all these things. Yeah. He asked them for companionship. Mm. And so we so just offer that today that like, are we being a companion to our kids? Not that you should be your kids' friends because you are the parent. That's a whole other discussion, but 
are we being present to them? Are we being a companion to our spouse? Or are we worried about, you know, mm-hmm. cleaning the house, getting to the next thing, going to the next event? And are we being a companion to Jesus? Because he asks for our friendship, not for our activity. I'm just going to leave that right there. <laughs> I've got nothing to say. That was a mic drop right there. So guys, we would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. You know what we've shared. Um, and we just ask you to water your grass in some area of your life this week, yeah. just to learn to be rather than to do. Mm-hmm. And we're wired to do in America, but if we can learn to be, I think we'll yeah. find so much beauty in being. So we'll mm-hmm. see you next week on Girl Water Your Grass. Jeez.